0: Hey everybody, I am so thankful for the opportunity to spend some time uh, with you this morning, uh, and I sincerely hope that you are well. Uh, in fact, I've noticed that I am uh, ending most of my emails and most of my text messages now with those two words, stay healthy. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that there's ever been a time in history when the entire world has been so united about doing whatever it takes to stay healthy, Uh, we're focused on healthy choices. In fact, wherever you're at right now watching this, I want you to say those two words with me, healthy choices. Experts all around the world are sincerely trying to determine the best course of action to limit the spread uh, of the coronavirus. And as a result, we've all been faced with uh, some seemingly inconvenient and even difficult choices Uh, that we have to make uh, in order to stay healthy. And so I've done everything possible to avoid getting sick. I've chosen uh, to limit the number of people that I'm around. And that's difficult because I love people. Uh, I've chosen to mask up whenever possible. uh, And that's difficult because I like breathing. Um, I've also chosen to wash my hands uh, as frequently as possible. And well, let's just face it, we probably should do that all the time. Uh, anyway, but I'm willing to make these choices because I want to be healthy, and I want those around me to be healthy uh, as well. I, I have no doubt that you're just like me. We, we don't enjoy coming down with a fever. We don't enjoy getting a sore throat. We don't enjoy having a stomach virus. It, it's just not fun. Uh, but here's the truth. Even though we may not Uh, enjoy being sick. Many of us are masters at faking it. I I actually, one of my favorite commercials from years ago was, I think it was on the radio uh, back in the day, but it was a commercial for a temp agency. And you hear this rough voice, this guy's calling in uh, sick from work. He's like, yeah, yeah, boss, I, you know, I I don't think I can, I can make it in again. I've still got this congestion in my, in my chest and I'm coughing. And you hear the boss reply, ah, hey, don't worry about it, Jim, Bob is here. And you hear this, oh, Bob, who, who? who's Bob? The boss says, Bob from the temp agency is here, and he's doing a fantastic job. You just take as much time uh, as you need. And you hear the guy that's calling in, uh, well, uh, you know, my voice is getting better, uh, boss. I'll, I'll be right in. Uh, we probably Okay, I'm not gonna confess that I've done that, but anybody here watching this, listening to this, that's authentic enough and transparent enough to admit it that we've probably all faked it at one point or another, or at least exaggerated it. If you know Robin, my wife, then you could just ask her. You can, she'll tell you I am a big baby when it comes to being sick. But here's the point. You know when you really are sick, and when you're truly sick, the, the faking is over. The, the symptoms are clear, and it's obvious that something is just not Right, and this goes beyond our physical body. This actually relates to the quality of our relationships, the relationships that we have with people and the relationship that we have with God. This is how Jesus put it in Matthew 12 and verse 33. And I'm I'm reading this to you from the message. It says, if you grow a healthy tree, then you'll pick healthy fruit. Makes sense. If you grow a diseased tree, you'll pick worm-eaten fruit. The fruit tells you about the tree. That's Matthew 12, 33. For our purposes today, as we're talking about the fruit, we're talking about the positive, healthy uh, characteristics of a relationship or the negative, unhealthy characteristics of a relationship. But either way, the tree in this analogy is me. The tree is you, and we can look at the fruit that's on the tree to see what, a condi- what condition that we're in. Maybe you could spot this in, in other people in their relationships. Uh, it looks like they're completely satisfied with toxic, unhealthy, miserable relationships. Uh, I, I read about a man who went to church one Sunday morning, and I mean, the worship is just. I mean it 's awesome i mean it 's just moving, and people are really connecting and they 're into it and everything and all of a sudden there's a there 's a flash of light and there's a smoke appears in front of the in front of the pulpit, and there 's a large boom and and when the smoke clears, the people are just shocked to see this red figure standing there with horns and a pitchfork and a tail, and immediately panic sets in, and everybody's, you know, rushing out the doors, trampling one another to get out, and Satan is watching the retreat of the people with great glee, and, you know, but then he gets a little disturbed because one guy is just not moving. He's not going anywhere, and you can tell he's not even afraid of, you know, afraid of, of who this is that showed up at church. Uh, and Satan, you know, tries his best to scare him. I'm gonna use my scary voice right here. Do you not know? Okay, I won't use my scary voice through this whole thing. Satan's like, don't you know who I am? And the man's like, sure I do. And Satan's like, well, you know, don't aren't you afraid of me? And the guy's like, no. Satan's just shocked. Like, why, why aren't you afraid of me? And the man's like, why would I be afraid of you? I've been living with your with your sister for the last 35 years. All right, I'll just let that sink in at home for a minute. Have you ever observed people like that where some people just seem content to live in these toxic, unhealthy This this relational misery. Let me tell you today, this was not God's original intention for us. One time, Jesus was asked, what is the most important thing that God tells us to do? And Jesus doesn't respond by saying, very important for you to earn a six-figure salary. Or very important for you to start your own company. Or very important for you to live a healthy and an active lifestyle. All those things are good, But this was his answer, and this comes from Matthew 22. Jesus says to the man that asked him the question, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And He didn't stop there. He said the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, loving God and loving people, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Think about that. The the text of the Old Testament can be summed up in those two injunctions, love God and love people. Nothing more important, nothing more valuable to Jesus. In fact, he said this in John 13, verse 35. He said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So our bank accounts don't impress Jesus Our busy schedules don't impress Jesus. Our knowledge doesn't impress Jesus. What really impresses Jesus is relationships. How we are connected to God and how we are connected to each other. If there was a contest to determine who was the wisest man who ever lived, Jesus definitely wins first prize. Wisest man to ever live. But second would probably be Solomon. I realize he made some bad choices in his life, et cetera, but he asked God for wisdom and God gave him wisdom and he was a pretty smart guy. And this is what he says in Proverbs 15 and verse 17. He says, a bowl of vegetables with someone you love is better than steak with someone you hate. Did you hear what he was saying there? He's saying it would be better for you to sit down with a bowl of broccoli and cauliflower with people that you love than for you to have every materialistic thing that you could possibly get in the world but have relationships filled with hate. He actually says it a different way a couple of chapters later in Proverbs 17 and verse one. He says, better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. Think think about that for just a minute. A piece of toast and this is like no butter. I mean, you're not even putting butter on the bread, which is God's design for butter. He, he wants He wants there to be butter on bread. But, but this is dry toast. But he says, dry toast in a house where there's peace is better than you going to Pappy's right here in St. Louis and having St. Louis style ribs with a with a sweet and sassy barbecue sauce, and a baked potato filled again with butter. Man, that comes up a lot in my conversations. Butter and sour cream, and maybe even, you know, wrapping it up with some bread pudding. Come on, come on. I know some of us are fasting from bread right now. And in fact, let me just apologize. I threw that in. I threw that description of food in for everybody that's engaged in our 40 days of prayer and fasting right now. You can either enjoy that vicariously, by what I just described, or if you're not enjoying that, I really do apologize for all of that. But this is Solomon's point. He's saying food doesn't even taste good when there's conflict. And what Jesus is saying, what Solomon is saying, is that the status of our relationships is incredibly important. Are they toxic or are they life-giving? Are they healthy or are they diseased? See, it's possible to live Our entire life and miss out on that it's possible to let our lives be consumed with jobs and with careers and with activities and even church and ministry and miss out on the healthy relationships that God has created for us from the very beginning God said it is not good that man and you can insert woman there as well it is not good that mankind should be alone It's good for men and women to live in healthy relationships with God and with people. And being in a loving relationship can be fantastic as a spouse or as a a parent, as a son, as a daughter, as a brother or a sister or a friend or with God. That relationship can be amazing because healthy relationships can include affection and caring, and valuing, and trust, and acceptance, and giving, and joy, and vulnerability. Our relationships don't have to be unhealthy. Hear me right now. Your relationships don't have to be obsessive, or excessive. They don't have to be destructive, or dangerous, or compulsive, or habitual, or enmeshed, or dependent relationships can be incredible. I've talked with a lot of people about their relationships and some people are miserable in their relationship with other people and of course they spend a lot of their time blaming the other person and they want everybody else to change but the truth is for the most part it really comes down to the kinds of choices that I'm willing to make about how I am going to be in my relationship with God and my relationships with God with people. So I want to share with you just several choices. What are my choices when it comes? I want to make healthy choices. I want to be healthy. So what are the choices that I'm going to make? I'm going to give you several real quickly. One is I can choose to isolate or connect. I can be in the middle of a house filled with people and I can choose to be alone. And I'm not talking about it in a good way. I saw a commercial I'm sorry, I was thinking about the COVID slogan. There's a COVID slogan out that says, let's be alone together. And as it relates to controlling the pandemic, that is very good advice. But it's not so great when you are intentionally isolating just to be alone and away from other people. The, the the commercial that I was thinking about, there's a car commercial where a mom, uh, she's been out shopping or something. Anyway, she gets home in her front, in her car. She gets out of the car. She walks through the front door. And I mean, kids are throwing stuff. They're playing with toys. Husband's got on, I think, a, a game or something, and he's got it turned way up. And it's just, it looks like a chaotic scene. And the mother literally stands there for a second, and then she turns and she walks back out the door. She gets in her car that's full of all of the awesome amenities. I mean, it's got seats that are like recliners, and they heat up, and it's got, classical music playing or whatever it is and it looks like she's really at peace and listen I understand there are some times when we need me time there are times when we need to to, you know recuperate and rejuvenate and restore and all of that but some of us choose to isolate in unhealthy ways and we can be home physically present but we can choose to ignore our spouse or our kids and we we could put on the earphones we could turn up the volume we can lock ourselves in a room But listen, when we choose to isolate, we are weak. This is what Ecclesiastes says in chapter four and verse 12. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. If we choose to connect, and not isolate, we will be stronger. We need each other. Robin, you're probably watching this right now, baby. I need you. Okay, now I'm back to everybody else. We need each other, and listen, not in the same way that we need God, but he created us to connect with each other and to add to the lives of each other. Listen, that principle holds true for a biological family but it also holds true for the church family as well. Hebrews 10 and verse 25 says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. Meeting together is important. And and whether, you know, as we're going fully fidgetal, you've probably heard Pastor Brent talking about that word. As we're going fully fidgetal, that means we're having in-person services and we're having online services. We need to make sure that we're in relationship with the family of God. Listen, whether we're comfortable with in-person services, which, by the way, we will be following the CDC and the local guidelines and social distancing and all of that, or whether you're connecting through our online campus, or if, if it's about getting into a life group, whatever that might be, the healthy choice is to connect. <clears throat> that also relates not just to people, but also your relationship with God. You see, we can choose to isolate from God, or we can choose to connect with God, and he lets us choose. So let me encourage encourage you, if you haven't already done this, jump into 40 days of prayer and fasting with One Family Church. You can check out our website, onefamilychurch.com slash 40 days, check it out, get involved, get in a 40 days life group, do the daily readings and prayer, but do whatever you can to, to connect with God. There's another choice that we need to make. Let me give you that, and that is, I can choose to pretend or to be real. I know you've never done this, but I've actually seen this happen where you're in the house and somebody's just, I mean, they're just going after their family. I can't believe you did that. You know, I wish you guys would just calm it down here. And the phone rings there. They answer the phone like, hello. We've all done this, right? I'm not confessing. Listen, we can't fool people forever. We can't fool them with our everything is fine face. We can't fool them even with our fake spirituality, which I would define as kind of acting spiritual when it suits our purposes and when it's to our advantage. I I I think it's awesome when when how our spouses really know who we are. You know, I think about the husband that, you know, spends all of his time yelling, screaming or, you know, just being crass or whatever it might be and then tries to sit down and pray with his wife you know and he uses like the elizabethan english of the king james version you know thou most holy god of the universe and his wife is sitting there yeah you just you just keep being all poetic and flowery mister you know i know who you really are right we can't fool the people that really know us and we can't fool people with substitute affection trying to buy them off instead of actually really loving them and we can't fool god this is, This is what Jesus says about this about this about the real condition that we 're in when we 're faking this matthew twenty three verses twenty verse twenty seven Jesus says, Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees you hypocrites you 're like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men 's bones and everything unclean that that 's not what God wants for our relationships for us in fact let me read to you ephesians 4 verse 25 from the message which says what this adds up to then is this no more lies no more pretense tell your neighbor the truth he says in christ's body we're all connected to each other after all when you lie to others you end up lying to yourself we are so connected as the body of christ that when we lie to each other we are deceiving ourselves. So I've got to make this choice. I can choose to pretend or I can choose to be real. This is so important. Paul actually said this in Romans twelve nine. He said, don't just pretend that you love others. Really love them. The healthy choice is to be real. So I can choose to isolate or connect. I can choose to pretend or to be real. And then let me give you another one. I can choose the shortcut or the long road. I don't even remember where I was going on this particular day, but this my son who's 27 now. He was quite small. And I probably was in a car seat still. But I just remember we were going somewhere, and I hear his little voice in the back seat say, Dad, don't take the shortcut. Take the long cut. And at that time, I was like, I don't even know what, what that means and why you're saying that. But for so many people, the first time that the other person reveals the truth, oh, by the way, I'm human, we run for the hills. I'm out but we have to we have to choose to take the long road in our relationships this is about process we're not just in this for the moment we're not just in this for a a few moments we're in this for good and when we make that decision it actually helps us to commit to the process look it's not our job to fix the other person only God can actually do that and listen he, he does do that instantaneously sometimes but sometimes it takes a while And as he works with that person to adjust and to transform and to change and to become, just like it takes time for us to change. And God is patient with us. So we choose the long road. And while we're on it, Paul says this, Ephesians 4, verse 2, be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And you're like, yeah, well, that's good, but Paul probably had all good people in his life. You don't know my wife. You don't know my son. You don't know my daughter. You don't know the people that I have to work with. If you only knew what they were like, you wouldn't be saying to be patient. Let me give you another one. 1 Thessalonians 5.14, just in case you're trying to rule some people out. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 says, be patient with everyone. So this is, the, this is the biblical command to be patient. So we choose the long road. We choose patience because that's what love does. 1 Corinthians 13 and 7 says love never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance. The healthy choice is the long road. Let me give you another choice. And that is I can choose stagnation or transformation. Just like we need to be willing to let other people have time to change, we also need to admit that most of the time it's me that needs to change. And God gives us those opportunities to change in the context of relationships. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another. Every time I walk people through our life group leader training, I bring up that verse, iron sharpens iron. Because as we're bouncing off of each other, as we're bumping into each other in the context of relationships, we have the opportunity to change, to, to grow and to become. And God has some amazing incredible relationships that he wants you to enjoy with himself and with other people, but it takes a willingness to change, literally to transform. And I realize change can be difficult. Here's the good news. God says he's gonna help us with that process by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's not gonna just give us a list of rules and principles and say, if you'll just apply these, you'll have some healthy relationships, or he's going to give us the power that it takes Matthew 18 and verse 3, Jesus says, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. John 3 and verse 3, Jesus says this. He says, Verily, or very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. There's a spiritual work that needs to happen in our life. And the good news is this I don't have this in your notes, but in Philippians it says that it's God that works in us to give us the power and the desire to become what he wants us to become. He gives us not only the desire to change, but he gives us the power to change as well. Let me give you one last one, the ultimate choice. And that's the choice between death or life. God told the nation of Israel in Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19, he says, I have set before you life and death, blessing and death. Cursing. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. I realize that we're faced with a lot of choices every day. And what we're talking about today is the choices that we need to make in our relationships with with people, like connecting over isolating and being real over pretending and choosing the process over the shortcut and, and being willing to change over this... Desire to stay the same. But the most important choice that you can make is God himself. And I want to invite you to do that right now. No matter where you're at in your faith journey, just checking it out, or maybe you've been around this for a while, you've been walking on this path for a long time, I want to encourage you to make these choices with God. Where you say, God, I'm going to connect with you. I'm going to stop running away. I'm going to stop isolating myself from you. I'm going to connect with you. And then, God, I'm going, to, I'm going to get real. I'm going to stop pretending. I'm going to stop hiding my brokenness from you. I'm going to realize that, Lord, everything, you see everything. You see what I do, what I think. You see my motives, my heart. And so I'm just going to get real with you. I'm going to stop pretending. And I'm also going to make the choice, Lord, to commit myself to this relationship with you. I realize, God, that there have been times when my predicament has not matched up with your promises. And it's in those moments that I'm most tempted to run. But, God, I'm going to commit myself to this relationship. And then finally, God, I'm going to make a choice here to let you change me. Instead of resisting, maybe I've been doing that for a while, maybe I've been resisting the change that you want to accomplish in my life. I want you to change me. Can I pray with you uh, this morning? I want to pray that God will help us to make the healthy choices we need to make to experience the life that he really wants us to live. Let's pray. Father, first of all, I thank you for your word. I thank you for addressing every need that we have in our life through your powerful word. And I pray today, God, I pray for those that, that are physically unhealthy, Lord, for those maybe that have been impacted by Uh, the coronavirus, Lord, or those that are sick in other ways, I pray, God, that you would strengthen their bodies. I pray that you would heal them, Lord. We claim the promises of your word over them right now. And I pray, as they said in the the book of Psalms, that you would send your word and heal them. But I also pray, Lord, not just for physical health, but for relational health. And, And I pray this as it relates to our relationships with people and also our relationship with you. I pray, God, that if people are in the middle of toxic relationships today, you'd help them to make the choices they need to make to help that relationship start to turn into something healthy. And for those, Lord, that are not close to you, for those that have perhaps made other choices than you, that today you'd give them the grace and the ability to choose you over everything else and to enter into the life that you truly desire for them to have. I pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. I want to uh, encourage you to respond to the message this morning, in, in one of several ways. If you've if you've made a decision, you've made that commitment. I, I want to follow God. I want to put my faith in Jesus Christ, and in His death and His burial, and His resurrection. I want to enter into a relationship with God. Or maybe you're renewing your relationship with God today. You say, "Man, I've been far away, but I, I want I want to come close again." I want to encourage you to let us know. Fill out the connection card. There's, there's one available through the link below this video and also in the chat. I, I just want you to click that button and enter that information. We're not we're not looking to do anything with that except to celebrate what God is doing in your life and help in any way that we can. Uh, you can also respond through your giving. Uh, if you want to partner with us as we carry out this mission of bringing people and God together in love, we do that locally and nationally and nationally globally. If you want to partner with us that through your offerings, through your tithes, uh, you can give through the link that's below uh, this video and also in the chat, or you can go to our website and you can give there as well. Finally, I want to encourage you to respond to the message with us today through communion, affirming that we are putting our faith and our trust in the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. And we do this because on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. He said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. After he had done this, he took the cup and he said, this is the blood of my new covenant, which is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance. Listen, I want to thank you for joining with us today at One Family Church. And and until next week, I'm going to be praying for you that God will help you to experience the kinds of relationships with him and with people that he really wants you to have. God bless you guys.